0: you know everyone's really great at making star wars at making star wars <laughs>
1: That. and this is blue how's it going blue
2: hey <laughs> you drama queen. It's the geek buddies right like i love the geek buddies right like I don't... we're geek buddies and then they pause and they go hey and, like, uh, and i used to think it was annoying but they got me like after 300 times you're like you know i, I like this like i like it also that's, that's called cool, huh hey man if star wars has told me cults are, are the way <laughs> oh, yeah yeah but, man, but he, just give any, uh,
1: can change its rules you know sometimes the cult says hey break the
2: rules because it's fun. there's hope for tom cruise yet right that's <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> basically the that. lesson we're all learning you know yeah uh big shout out and love to christian harloff he uh he got covid and man he sounded pretty bad this morning pretty rough so no, i know no, when so. you got you got to COVID. i felt you sounded pretty bad too i was like jason's gonna die like i walked right out The shows bad. over but-, <laughs> but i felt good oh good it was nothing to me he, i don't think he was feeling <laughs> good so yeah
1: I mean, that's shitty yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully he feels better you know that's it's uh it's gonna get you it's gonna get all it's gonna get us all because it it's never no. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: never leaving my house so
1: yeah it's still gonna get you and then you're gonna be like i should have left the house i'm kidding no. um uh we got some mando last night this is mando this morning um funny story um i had to delete some stuff on my hard drive and i took all the screenshots did a good job and i deleted the screenshots with the other oh, stuff no. i deleted when i deleted my trash oh, no. <laughs> so we got no screenshots um oh, no. is what it is but... i wish
2: i wish that was where we could get like ai to say hey draw me some screenshots from the latest episode but draw them in like ms paint so we could just have ms paint versions like that would be fun right something real bad real bad
1: as true says three three great star wars episodes today incredible so there was two episodes of bad batch last night and then we had uh this episode of mandalorian that we're gonna be talking about today uh, and uh as
2: a true is living the star wars he's at mm -hmm. galaxy's edge right now I know and he's watching Star Wars like and that's, he's watching
1: Star Wars yeah that's
2: like when you know when you you get your sack of Halloween candy and you're in full costume and it's still Halloween right mm-hmm. and you're watching Halloween Garfield special or whatever like full Halloween right he's gone full Star Wars
1: I should have got my capture sack and captured him he could have been like sitting right here <laughs> <laughs> you know on the show
2: we need a live size stand-up we just put him behind him, <laughs> yeah, right? He's right here It he used to be in that pose you? when he's posing with people at galaxy's edge where he's like in the one He's like it's like in a onesie shot with you or something. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right so uh yeah so we, we had an episode of of the mandalorian last night and it was it was a it was a big episode it was re- the one that i'm the most convinced in totality was sort of like the pilot of Rangers of the New Republic being integrated into the B story of this episode. I would probably say that is most likely what is going on. And we're seeing a lot of multi-series world building going on in these episodes. There's things that happen in this, this one that will play into Ahsoka. There's there's that play into all of the shows. And so it's like, uh, but it's also a little bit weird, a little bit weird. It's a weird episode at the same time. And uh, I think like it would be fair, I think it would be the fairest critique to say that it like the normal protagonists of the series are kind of falling to the wayside. And I think that it like Grogu was just pretty much forgotten in this episode and in some ways this season so far. And so I think that's like kind of a kind of a fair critique, but I also think it's weak when you see the bait and switch people coming out because you know, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to to, to know what plural means, does it? And they
2: don't even know what pronouns mean, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving our educational system way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But but it's like uh, you know, like like the my my whole thing is like like I understand it. People are like, yeah, I want more Mando and I want more you know Grogu. That's why I watch the show. Like I understand that, but I also think yeah the bow and switch kind of people are um we know why they're coming why they're coming to that conclusion. You know what I mean? And that's just what's kind of lame. But I also don't want to want to pepper the show with that being the cover for for the real critiques that the show could have should have and stuff like that. But that's the problem with that lazy kind of. I had got no idea, so I'm gonna fight a culture war. Shit, is that it? You end up not talking about the actual weaknesses in the episodes and the strengths, and that's what we're gonna to attempt to do today. I hope. Um, I and- was
2: told Jason to to just accept everything because Lucas made corny stuff too, and that's just the way it is. So that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna take it from now on. I'm just accepting. Everything. You know what? It's all great. no, no. There, there, that's there the is- best way to be a fan. Only no, like there. It.
1: No, there there is a there is a little bit of shut up and, and take the medicine. Like that kind of attitude is wrong. But also if you're not fucking laughing when fucking drunk pirates are shooting at lizard monkeys, I don't know what to do for you. That's what I'm going to say.
2: I didn't laugh at that, but I did laugh when the drunk monkey ratted them out their location. I thought that shit was hilarious. Like, did you laugh when the Jawas had
1: the pirates at gunpoint
2: at the end? Cuz that was funny too. <laughs> yeah, not, not the kind of funny you you where you that, Oh, but. come on. See. There <laughs> I you loved go. it. Dude, it was, it's was brilliant. This is the best ever. I, I really think I'm glad that the Mandalorian now is not a show but a hub in which eight other shows can come from it, right? Well, Isn't that, I mean, that's what
1: we're dealing with here. No, it's that's great. that's that that's where that's where we're at at the moment, but but because this right here is we are hitting in an, an, an exponential point where two things needed to happen: the show needed to fucking end, or it needed to grow into something bigger and larger and get into the, the larger scale storytelling. And in doing so, I think will allow us to go back to the smaller scale stuff, but we got to get a, a big your conflict we have to set the stage for where we're at now and where the characters are going or you just can't do it so it's sort of growing pains and people either go with it or they don't but uh you can't really necessarily go now it's been five years and everybody's like i'm so confused because i'm stupid so the show has to hold the hand of the audience to some extent and that's why we're here so but i'm i'm ultimately way more positive than 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 negative about it but I would say this does feel like a good season of the Clone Wars, as opposed to like fucking, you know, the best Star Wars film ever made this this season. And and for me, that's not a bad thing, but that's what it is, you know, if that
2: makes sense. But um yeah, sure that makes sense. But I mean, uh I, I as 4.99. We gotta we gotta give some respect <laughs> to suck. oh shit. Suck says most upsetting part
1: of the episode is that Captain Side Salad went down with the ship. Love that guy, yeah. You know what? I, I and we're gonna we're gonna talk about him in in a minute. I got him in the uh, notes and stuff. Oh, look who it is! It's Captain Bespin, pirate pirate king. How's it going, dude? I'm just late again, as always. You hey, know, it's um, not my baby. Not mine. It's not my baby You know, not, <laughs> you're who's late. So it's kind of gonna be yours, Brad, but uh listen, listen, I'm gonna join
3: Chris in, in Australia wherever he lives. you know I'm out <laughs> he's gonna run gonna have that baby and run. Listen, I can run from buggy man. I can run for my responsibilities.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, captain side salad um i i, I liked I, I liked how they they used the the hologram in this one instead of the power Rangers lighting. I thought that it right. made him look a look a lot better and i i felt like he was i honestly feel like he was like i was going back and forth about this because i know rob's gonna say should have alien language and stuff like that i don't disagree but as i was considering that i was like doing my little fan edit in my head about what it would be like in huttees and i'm like you know what kind of starts to ring too close to java if, if you if you do it so i was like if they were going to do it they were going to need to come up with some really they couldn't use hatties they were going to have to make like Speaking some kind cards. of they're going to have to make some kind of like clicky clacky <laughs> fucking weird, something weird, you know? And so I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to go with, with, with the, you know, the guy has the big pirate wheel and shit. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to, going to go with, uh, that was okay.
2: But could I suggest yeah, yeah maybe can. if they aren't going to go with, uh, maybe they put an alien language, which I suspect they did. And I'll explain to you why. Uh, if they were going to go with an English, an alien language, mm-hmm. um and then they decided to go – or they did, and then they went with the English version. I, could they find a way to sync that up with his lips in some meaningful way? Because that the, his dialogue does not sync with the holograph. It's off. Because it's off. Did you watch from Star Wars,
1: a- Star Wars to a Jedi? Just make him say mama. Remember, That's Lucas. If it just says mama, we can make it say whatever we want. Remember that was. Just, yeah, that
2: was, but Zeb no, synced perfectly. I'm not. You know I'm not I mean? just. Yeah,
1: Zeb was, CG, was synced. CGI though.
2: Well, so that synced perfectly, and there's a way to sync it up. And so, the out of sync bit, I guess they tried to okay. they tried to show like the holograms. Up. Look, it, psh, but it, they didn't add any crackle Wrong. to his his dialogue. It's over the crackle. The crackle's like. Look, the, you can say this is nitpicking but this is no, what you don't under, you don't understand this Rob do, let Look. me let me let me teach you something oh
1: okay. that guy's a cyber character he's not real
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he was a puppet no Zev
3: that guy's a cyber character he's not real
2: yeah sorry yeah 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 well sorry. yeah <laughs> I love I love that I love that Lucas, the inventing <laughs> digital tools Lucas. It's
1: it is my favorite. This that is the best compliment I've ever received in my life for with with five bucks. Uh, Jason, Star Wars sucks. Not like Depeche <laughs> Mode though. Oh, I thought I thought I suck like Depeche Mode. I was like, that's a great compliment. Oh, she just doesn't like Star Wars anymore. This, yeah. The
2: the soul patch Hoff is great. By the way, <laughs> I do genuinely. It is love it that. is evil. It is evil. Yeah, but um. Yeah, anyways, I, I'm uh, not I'm not looking at that going like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." I'm not. Yeah. I just look at it like, "Come on, guys." You know, like let let if you're going to watch a show, if a dad's going to watch a show with this kid, you know, like just enjoy the puppet, but when the face, uh, it's just one of those things where you're like, "What are you what are you doing?" But I imagine
0: <clears throat>
2: you know, look, if we added someone yeah, let's say starwars.com actually showed how this stuff was made we'd know whoa but no whoa. one no whoa. one says how this stuff is made anymore other no. than you and Bespin. no right like <laughs> no no sometimes hey, keep, meg
1: that keeps us in business so let's let's let them keep doing that their <laughs> stuff the wrong way right but the um, the,
2: the hologram uh visual effect wise was quite good Really I I, I liked
1: the puppet in the yeah I, I thought it just kind of generally worked better. They mostly showed him that way. I think that was that was a, a good a good choice. Um, and you know what though, Rob, uh, I won't say the the details about it, but something else was changed that I'm not allowed to talk about. But earlier on in Mando, and it was because it was a little too gory and shard. So I think they were they were cognizant of not going going too far on that front, like letting it skew too far into that eccentricity side, you know, eccentric side. So, um, but the one thing that I will say looked absolutely fucking laughable to me was the people getting blasted by the pirates from space. They're just Uh, like, whoa, it felt like, it felt like MacGyver.
3: There was a scene where like the Trandoshan's on like a turret thing. And he was shooting at like the civilians. But he wasn't hitting the civilians; just in front of their feet, yeah. like every time. And I was like, "It's a running joke, obviously, that you know, Stormtroopers can't hit."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But
3: this was a bit ridiculous. Like, if they really want to massacre this town, they're doing a very bad job.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I thought that guy should have been really drunk just to make it make like sense. Yeah, he didn't hit anything. Like there were there were little on site gags that could have made it like you know. Why they're ultimately scary, but still incompetent because they have overestimated their abilities with you know space punch. So There's not many people live in
3: this town either. By the way, it looks like like thirty people live there. I
1: I I yeah I that, I have it in here and in, in my notes that um, grief carga Moses is going to get criticized and and I and I think. I think that there was like two ideas going on here. Number one. Yeah. Cargo Moses (laughs) is is going to get critiqued. Yeah. Yeah, And so, so we have that, but it's like, when you look at it, like, I think the idea visually was, it was primarily the weak women and children who he took from the city. Other people fled in the beginning. And then some people stayed. And we saw some people who like the patrons who were being molested. Doesn't use a naughty word. Uh, the, 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 the you know shop store runners and stuff like that so it's like yeah there it, it but it ultimately the visual language played poorly i would say in totality because it did feel like there was five people and I, I so i think like what you're saying is completely right i think i know what their justification was but it's a justification isn't it it's not really like a. it's not a, it's not a good solution that that helps the medicine no start. you can
3: you can you can see the budget in the show and like the uh you know the the, the fences they have put around them mm-hmm. um you know you're seeing the same pirates over and over again yeah like there's pirates that died the last time he saw them and like they're reusing the, the prosthetics yeah which is you know there's there's you know the lack of people in the, in the town when you go back to like previous episodes of, of the mandor i think meg tweeted a picture of like one of the Mandorians with a silly like the back of the helmet, like was just being held together or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: they, you can see where they're cutting costs and like you know where they're trying to. Again, it's not a small budget show; it's more around 120 million or something. But yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what can
2: you get for that these days? Though, right? So, you know, I, uh, I think <laughs> In this Lucas economy, Jason. You know, Jason Lucas's six Star Wars films and Clone Wars were filled with all kinds of goofy stuff that made no sense. But you know they're fun to watch. So I don't know why Star Wars is expected to be any different than the media that made it popular and successful to start with, right? Right? This is all oh, this is all normal. Really? Right? You think right?
1: Yes and no. I mean, I mean it's it's yes in the sense that it that it when you have, you know, 40 mandos running around, you're gonna have some costume fucking problems. Some stuff is gonna is gonna get by and you're not gonna go and go, you know what? We're going to redo the whole scene because of that one little thing that most people wouldn't see. So, so yeah, I mean, to, to some extent, that's like true. I mean, but at, at the same time, it doesn't mean that you go through and that, that you justify mediocrity because of the challenges of the past, especially when Star Wars was run by primarily by George Lucas, who was taking his creation back from a corporation to, to own it himself. And then this is a corporation who owns it and everything else. So it's a it's a weird it's a weird balance of what you justify and what you don't, what you can let slide and what you can't. I mean, that's that's the way I, I look at it. I, I personally like um, when I see like goofy-ass fucking pirates like with the, you know, the Trando mask and stuff on there, I, I liked it. It looks cheap. It looks, it's silly. Uh, ultimately, it looks fun. Does it remind me of the Ewok, uh, the Battle for Endor a little bit at times? It totally does. And there's an element of that that I'm probably nostalgic for that I, I appreciate. But at the same time, like, you know, I wouldn't fault somebody for being like, I don't like this. I could understand why they would. it just the same way I could understand somebody not liking Jason and the Argonauts. You know what I mean? Like, it's not not that's not the best example, but you kind of see where I'm going with it. I like sure. monsters and people in masks. I... I'm
2: a kinky. But, you know I don't I mean. have any problem with that, uh, <laughs> and I get the limits of production. Like you got to reuse mass. I get it. Yeah. I think with this particular uh, infiltration of the, the city by the one ship, right? Like they're just kind of blowing it up, and then, is when everyone runs out the front gate in clear view. You got to have a scene where the villains go, "Hey, look, they're running out the front. Ah, let them live in caves." Like just recognize that they're letting them. We could just they can watch us destroy their town until they they give up or you know what I mean like there's something because otherwise it just looks like ah it just said 15 people are running out the front gate and then they're going to go live in that cave like like Nacho Libre remember when Nacho Libre ran around ran away from home <laughs> yeah. and he's like right outside the village and he's got a tent you know <laughs> like you just gotta you gotta have the other side recognize that yeah we let them live in caves idiots you're like yeah they're stupid but <laughs> like, like just a way to play into
1: that. Carth Knight says, I remember Kathleen Kennedy being in charge of the molestation stuff on ET, Star Wars. What? She was unmolested. I don't follow what? what you're talking about, Chat GPT, but okay. <laughs>
2: do you understand what this person is saying? But thank you for the $5. I feel super like this dude's were trying to get us into a cult. The third the third super chat's going to be like, you know, <laughs> you keep dropping fiver, fibers. And we're in the cult, bud. <laughs>
1: I'll let you, $5, I'll almost do
2: anything. Um, Jehovah Witnesses. That's all it takes. Like, oh no, <laughs> no, Chase, He just opened oh, up no. a floodgate. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody so, knows. Hold like, on. More, <laughs> more, more, Mormonism with the uh, multiple wives. Jedi and uh, Salada Poor for. Ensalada is my <laughs> new name for salad. The like <laughs> ensalada. Like, I like that. I did like that. They removed all the uh-huh. weird red lighting in the <sighs> ship. Right, that that was gone. Remember the red yeah. lighting from episode one that was like oh, weird. Yeah, that you know, was like the, the emergence. Him light, being so green um, was um was uh salads got uh a little Ugnot, you know uh, mm-hmm. toady on board with him. Yeah, was that was that Willow? Like, cause he he kind of moved a little bit. Yeah, Sometimes I, Warwick I, has a way of moving that I'm like I think that's him. Like, I didn't check that the credits for that. I'm gonna
1: check the credits for Zeb, which we'll get to in a second. But um. I, I don't I don't think so though.
3: But it could have been timeline wise it'd be awkward, right? Like for Warwick's shooting schedule for Willow?
1: With with Willow, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. But it's also like not completely out of the question because of of but I don't think so. I, I, I think it was the woman who played the Jawa, most likely, or even the, ah. the woman who played uh the other Ugnat uh in the in the earlier seasons. But so, anyways, uh yeah, we get to a Delphi bass, which is I guess I'm guessing since it's called the Delphi Bass, it's on the planet of Delphi. And um we we open with some with some cool tunes like that song from Fallen Order. Uh I thought that like, should
2: have been the pirates theme, personally. Like it was mm-hmm. I think they were going for that top gunny kind of sound, but it had a little bit of a pirate sound to me. Like mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit of that Hans Zimmer, you know, when he added guitars to the Pirates theme. Yeah. And so like i know henry gregor williams from dude yeah but it's Hans zimmer studio and zimmer that that pirates theme is in uh gladiator soundtrack if you listen mm-hmm. to the opening battle when the, they're fighting the the germans it's the pirates theme is right there in the middle of it so like yeah anyway, uh i i digress yeah no but oh, i uh, I, I i
1: like that we heard the music from fallen order that style of music come back like what yeah. what cal's listening good, to Because good music yeah, yeah, it's it's fun Star Wars music. It's a lot more fun than we get there and we hear a fucking version of the Cantina music again. Like, I'm glad they, they did this instead.
2: <laughs> I want, like, a real hip-hop 90s, no. you know, when they... Don't, you know, when they, yeah. don't give them ideas. <laughs> Stop. Okay, 808's
1: Cantina music, I'm in. You got me back in. I'm
3: curious, also, how do you feel about the, the music in this in this season in general? Obviously, Ludwig isn't doing it this time. He it shows up, really, so... Yeah, I, I, it's just middle of the road for me mm. so far. Nothing stood I, out which I'm like eager to listen back to.
1: Yeah, I was never I I liked uh, I've liked the uh, the main themes that Lud, that Ludwig has written, but I never felt that the use of music in the in the this show was fantastic. I never felt that it was actually exceptional. Um so yeah, I I, I I'm literally I literally don't care. Like... Yeah, so far it, right. it it hasn't mattered to yeah. me. It has the music is never actually enhanced or taken away from it for the most part. I mean this was I this is that's not this isn't source music though, right? Source music would be like if it was playing on a jukebox and it was something else, right? But whatever. That like I I I liked this original tune that we got. Like that's a highlight of the season or of the the music so there is that. I mean I, mean, I can't I'm assuming he made that, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. So so,
1: yeah. so I'm not so I can't take that take that from him. I mean that was absolutely notable and when i think about the use of the mando's theme like like for instance we had that shot but we'll talk about in a bit but where the where the where mando shows up on navarro and his little fucking harmonica space harmonica sound plays as he flies over and like the audience knows immediately that's mando you can't confuse the shot and i'm like that was uh it was fun and it was informative and that's like something that you would take for granted so I think he's using music well. I think he created a good track here, but ultimately, do I think he's surpassing Ludwig? And I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm on like a page. Music, it's like the same. You know old, same how like old. the
2: music in Deep Space Nine is fine for Deep Space Nine, but the theme was created by like Jerry Goldsmith or something. You yeah, know? it's kind of like that.
1: That's well, yeah, it was it. that way for uh, Next Generation too, right? Right right like, yeah
2: because that's the theme from star trek the motion picture
1: yeah yeah who wrote yeah. the who wrote, who wrote the motion picture soundtrack jerry goldsmith That uh, what's goldsmith okay, okay. speaking yeah, of which there's ahead.
2: another who who wrote aliens you know the original alien score mm-hmm. and then there's an alien 2 reference in here too which i thought was was great oh did you catch the aliens reference when we get I, to it I, we I, get didn't,
1: to, I didn't i yeah. didn't so yeah make sure we don't pass it i didn't catch it
3: yeah but i want to brought the music because of uh we're now halfway through the season yeah and well over halfway so just to see his influence on the show as a a whole i personally enjoyed ludwig's music over the first two seasons Mm
2: -hmm. and there's
3: various tracks i would listen back to but i haven't found myself doing that with season three so far um it goes for the same as creed three as well i don't feel as if the creed score who's also which is also joseph shirley who took over from ludwig um i don't think that's as strong as the first two creed soundtracks either so Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking him. I think he's had his hands tied in both scenarios. Like he's not getting to be original. He's, you know, following up what was done before, right? Uh, by by Ludwig in both scenarios. So, um yeah, I was just hoping for a little bit more. But it's just it's not bad by any means. It's just fine, you know. And I was hoping I would to agree. see a bit more shine from him.
1: Uh, I I would agree with you. I mean, that's that's where I'm like, like like I said. It, Change. What's the, the old saying? Is change is always room for improvement, right? And mm-hmm. uh that's kind of what I was. I was maybe hoping for improvement in the music because I. I like. I said I like when Lud, Ludwig writes a theme, but you know, uh um. But I am not so super into um the actual like the way that that the scenes are scored themselves. So,
2: well, I feel yeah. like with Star Wars, the music is part of the storytelling, unlike most mm-hmm. other series. You know, like. Mm-hmm like some have pulled that off where like for instance the first two burton batman films that music is part of the storytelling right? yeah and i think zimmer to an extent did a pretty damn good job in the first two batman films as well by using that music to not like put it over to there's supposed difference be putting music in there to get a character over like say the rocketeer you got a really cool theme that's making it better than it is but mm-hmm. using the music to tell the story with there's no if there's no dialogue whatsoever which in many times with with film or or animation there isn't if you're doing it right uh the music will tell the story which john williams is you know absolute master of and i thought ludwig was very good at it but the show at times the way they're edited probably doesn't allow that to happen you know what i mean because he Mm. did it like in creed and black panther but black panther 2 which is an editing nightmare it's not as much you know and so i just wonder in the post like however these things are edited which again we don't know because jason won't make friends with the editors and leak it out right jason yeah, yeah i don't know anything yeah, blame jason so right right bespin you can make some friends with those editors yeah you can get in on it let us all know
1: but we don't we don't know nothing,
2: nothing. nothing. we don't know, so. <laughs> we don't know, know nothing Whatever. um <laughs> but the quality of the music is the, what he's writing if it, it's cool you know it is cool
1: so I, I want to yeah, there, there's like there's like things about the writing this season and the fact that it like in this episode, it hasn't forgotten the, the the previous momentum or the ideas that it created. Like the fucking Babu Frickers showing back up to like cheer when he says magistrate and then the robot corrects him. Hi, magistrate. There are like little things from the previous episodes that are, are being peppered through that I do appreciate. It says that they like what they're doing to some extent and that they're like not letting their their world like sort of pass on and just move move on to the next episode like nothing ever happened before so i appreciate that but i did find it weird that grief karga just calls the the call calls carson and not mando just like cut out the middleman here that i thought was a little bit strange did, did did that um, did that feel weird to, to you at all? Or did, I mean it was it made sense in the narrative, they made it make sense. But is that how it should have played down? Because when, when we were just Occam's razoring this, we were like, the pirates come, grief calls, Mando and says help, and then he comes. And like that makes the most sense.
2: Narrative yeah, especially is when in the first episode he makes a, a point of saying, We're not even dealing with the new republic. We have our own where's yeah. your security force? Like, where's your wants- hired dudes? like he was mandated to you know, the like, protector of, of navarro as well you know
1: Hmm.
3: you trust him in protecting it's, the town
1: yeah he offers him the uh the uh, job as sheriff early on and which by the way i i think I, if the, all that shit does does play out that that we hope but not that we're saying it does but what we hope plays out the mandos when they go back to mandalore that's when Vance comes in he's like
2: Aw. see that I, here's what i was thinking i was like when they started attacking, and he's like, "I'm going to have to take care of this." I was like, "Does he hit the button and RoboCop comes out the wall?" Right? <laughs> right, and he walks out right. like <laughs> Right. Don't leave. You're going to be trouble. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. You don't leave now, there's going to be trouble. Right? And he like <laughs> you know, like he just starts like murdering them. Ah, RoboCop. Ah. <laughs> so, uh also, there's some weird there's some weird uh, local political stuff that Cobb, uh, that uh, sorry, grief is doing in the first scene. He's got mm-hmm. that big map of the city, and he goes, "Now, uh, let's take the trading district over here and move it. <laughs> let's take a mm-hmm. whole part of these shops where people live, do business, yeah. and let's just move it all the way over to this side of the city. You know, like 20 R- feet away, remember, so it's closer. <laughs> remember, you just
1: get some like Luke Skywalker showed us. You just get some space crabs." They walk out there and they just start putting bricks down and rebuilding stuff so it's
2: not going to anger any shop owners who you know what i mean it's not going to anger it's just hey we're uh what do they call it imminent domain we're imminent domaining you 50 feet over there yeah to make it. i don't know it, it is funny we're like all right faber that's some interesting it's like faber saw the wire and was like i got this i got this i got this. <laughs> and then he does it again Later, when he's like, "We got this big tract of land. We're gonna give you and all your people." I'm like, but "Who's live? Is that gentrification? Like, who's living there already? Like, who's living yeah. in Bullock <laughs> Alley? No, Allie. no yeah, there's I some see. frickers. No, what if the frickers are living out there? Rob, like, no. Like- we 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 <laughs> saw
1: with empirical evidence that only about 25 people live there. <laughs> so <laughs> so don't worry about, about it. Don't worry about that.
2: Could, Could you imagine these pirates trying to do this, pull this shit on Ferex, and they don't make it, like, three seconds? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Ferex, like... like Farrick's just whoops the living shit out of him in three. You know what I mean? Like they go hard, like Viet Cong hard, bro. Like Ted offensive hard on him. Like you're right. like, Whoa, What's going on here? We're just, we're just, we're just cartoon. This is a nine year old show. What are you yeah. doing? Like, yeah. They're like, Uh-oh. fuck the empire. We're not even the empire. What we go, might be, we don't know. Like,
1: <laughs> Tony Gilroy control feed some of his ideas into the script. <laughs> oh shit but uh did you drop
2: the the, the Favreau Pirates into the Tony Gilroy? they just they just get oh, annihilated no. like oh, no. that, you feel bad for him like no don't hurt the Pirates they're fun <laughs> also like in- I had and mom hoped- would be eating that
1: motherfucker as a salad like
2: in that- <laughs> <laughs> they go to the table and they got him as a, yeah they got him it's a full Disney like Christmas Carol She's style called, Bounty the Pirates she's got a yeah. cornucopia with him in there and shit right <laughs> no she's got that salad wall right that wall of like plants in her apartment is like salad the hut just like mm. she's turned him into a a, a local garden there <laughs> was there was a missed opportunity there though to pick him up and throw him and for
1: somebody to have tossed the salad just to throw that out there um <laughs> Chase. but but we, <laughs> I, we <laughs> I missed we that one <laughs> up, we, we end up getting uh we end up getting funny. um uh, a, a huge character uh, if you watch star wars Meg's interview with carson with the actor plays carson teva teva um he said that rebels fans would be happy he teased something big and he and it delivered it that guy's
3: a cyber character he's not real
2: see that 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 reference made sense jason mm-hmm. I, I approve of that yeah fantastic yeah. visual effects on zev by the way looks good that's good
1: years we, we on the show we've now we've brought up randomly when they do zeb is it going to be a cgi guy is it going to be uh a, a really crazy puppet like how they're going to go about it and well we got the answer now but the the uh, cgi the cgi character looks looks good and uh voice uh, was
2: in sync the animation was perfect like it was very good
1: yeah he even had his like like little like the things he does with his eyes and stuff were the same as that he does in the cartoon like like in terms yeah. of the characterizations that- and stuff that was really strong
2: that's the kind of thing where I'm like, that's how you pay off people who grew up with something. You know, you don't just shove him in the background somewhere as a puppet. Look, he's in the back. <laughs> you know, like, but, just sitting there. But this, that's how you do it. It's uh, super good. It, no,
1: it was definitely good. But I, I, what I one thing I will say, not, not crazy uh, into the idea that you go and you introduce him like that. And then we just don't. It was just straight up a cameo, though. And, like, that's it. He will. Obviously, they spent some money on that shit. And they're previewing it early. And okay. that's, that's what it comes down to, but uh, would have been a, so much cooler if he was with Carson for the episode. You Correct. know? Do you know yeah. what I mean? 100%. Like, yeah, I also yeah, was... So, hundred
0: percent.
3: I was going to say, so yeah, so with... I agree with you guys. It should have been, he should have spent the time with Carson. Mm-hmm. But when he didn't, it once again feels a bit like Cameo of the Week. Yeah. And again, I love Zed. I love Rebels. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a, much of an impact. It was just like, hey, hey, look, it's, it's this guy. Some of you might know. And
0: yeah. then,
3: like, disappears. um, Yeah. So, again, it's it's doing this thing, like, almost weekly. Where it's giving us a, a lot of fan service. Which, again, is good for us. It's fine for us. But to, like, people who aren't deep in the weeds, they... Oh. oh they, there he is. Deep There's the weeds. That's mm-hmm. me. You know? I'm deep in the weeds.
2: I'm down yeah. in it.
1: That's I how thought, you created Gorian Shard, right? Deep in the weeds. Oh, yeah.
2: no, I didn't do that. But we I mm-hmm. did plan on on little Zeb doing uh You Lost That Love and Feeling. We was gonna do that bit. I was gonna sing it with him. We was all gonna mm-hmm. cheat. And then Carson walks out and depressed because he lost that love and feeling.
1: I, I I saw you in the bar. I saw you in the in the Zeb Carson sequence uh, mm-hmm. with uh with the other directors dr- drinking shooting balls. Well, you, you had yeah, a stupid stupid hat. You had a stupid hat.
2: Yeah. I did. I did. A polka hat. Yeah, and we was shooting balls in the back there. The we back did not there. need to canonize your
1: stupid hat, Dave. We did not <laughs> need to do that.
2: That's a strong silhouette, Jason. No am saying It's a strong silhouette. It passed the squint test. All right, go back.
1: Yeah. No, I I I um, do think though, like it was writing dumb, wise I, I did like it because you, you can see like a fighter pilot, the one who wears the cowboy hat, like Bill in G.I. Joe, and I was like, Okay, fine,
2: fine. you Yeah, Wild Bill, right? Wild Bill yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh I do think though taking the suitcase phone call at the bar table you know and you is a little weird when you're on official business like we do know pay phones exist in star wars thanks to andor He mm. could have just walked over to the the pay phone i don't know you know well he like, didn't he didn't know him not might carson might have just been
1: getting a booty call he wasn't really sure that it was like <laughs> grief that it was He's all like, oh, mad yeah. and
2: wanting to fuck grief again for a month you know thank god i'm drunk yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't like
1: it wasn't like you know classified or Why something you like a that How would call just,
2: at the Suitcase phone.
1: I do want a suitcase phone. Oh, because when you're when you're (laughs) when when you're when when, I mean, because I I, I'm of the opinion that that Carson, like those handmaidens on Naboo, they're all like they're all in their 40s now, and they're looking for a man with some stability, a fighter pilot's license maybe, and I think he's living (laughs) it up. I think he's I think he's tearing it up. I think he's getting some 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 Naboo ladies pregnant. Is what I'm trying to say, and so he wants everybody to see that like he is living his best star wars life if he's like damn look new a republic
2: she doesn't just live in niagara falls she's real right like, like <laughs> i mean yeah, not every phone girlfriend. in star wars she is, lives in space canada holo- right, right. and yeah, not every phone in star wars is a hollow hologram though like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to always be a hologram you know you can do some, some yeah i'm just saying just, budget-wise you can save yourself not. some trouble just do that cool 60s tech you know like little 60s style you know they, uh, they they
1: clearly did a K-H-S-S-P-E. day of filming grief carga just
2: doing voicemails <laughs> in, in the hollow it's just that we gotta watch th- luckily they, they don't make us watch it the third time right like you shut it the, mm. Tim Tim yeah. shuts that shit off but but uh i do find it so first off uh, some notes like the delphi base strangely i know people are going to say scarif or something from rogue one but i was like it reminds me of revenge of the nerds too when they went to fort lauderdale and then they got on that island with all the military Paradise please yeah respect with leah thompson what no no that was the summer
1: school they don't courtney thorn smith or whatever yeah leah thompson's in summer school as well
2: nothing like her other than (laughs) they they have thin lips but um it's enough for rob so
1: (laughs) yeah but, but we we end up we end up seeing carson go and like okay i got it somebody needs to deal with this goes you know zeb does not Zeb's not believing in the uh, new republic as we can see in that moment and we see that carson is like fuck i got to deal with this he goes to tim meadows and uh actually i actually really up. like tim he meadows flies. in the role
2: he mm-hmm. flies all the way out to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, called casually walks. I mean, we know we know pirates are <laughs> I'm just you know, again, time is not really of the essence in the New Republic, yeah. right? We just <laughs> took the escalator. He I like it when they take the escalator down the stairs when they could walk fast, but they don't. They take the escalator. Like, Rob,
1: were you ever told not to run in <laughs> class safety first? If he collided with a power droid or
2: something, it would just take longer. <laughs> so um yeah. it, it, just, <laughs> anyways. It, it ruined the opportunity for tim meadows to hang up or that's a call was that was that skit bespin the 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 it is, fucking his night night what's his face sent it to me on twitter the tim oh. meadows skit from saturday night live where, where i don't think i don't think that
1: seen 90s saturday night live though
2: at this next caller please I, next caller please yeah
1: yeah he was just a little boy back then
2: Loved <laughs> just a, the just a
1: little just a little bespin baby Back then, mm. I'll shut
2: up. But I, I do, by the way, think the humor when he tells a droid to not put those things down there, and he just drops it. That mm-hmm. shit was funny. Yeah, that was funny. yeah.
1: No, I, I like him as as the um as the as the the bureaucratic fucking stupid asshole who represents the fact that it, when we had a rebellion, we had the doers and uh, the doers and the movers in the rebellion, and now that we're past it, we have the just the lazy people back in the same positions of power and they're not really making shit happen and the uh, and we'll also kind of like get into the fact that like the new republic what happens with Gideon they're they're hiding their failures people know it happened they're not straight up lying to their people but they're hiding their failures so they they didn't put a big you know news you know Gideon escapes like they didn't do that or he's missing they didn't do any of that they just simply like like, kind of, like, are being quiet about things and being like, "Oh, we can only help people in the Republic," which I could kind of understand that part of, from from the perspective of the of Coruscant in that moment. Like, yeah, I mean, if no, if they're where... not a part of it, and your people, the people who are a part of your shit need your help, you got to help them first. But you could tell he didn't care. He didn't give a shit. In reality,
2: he didn't care. Right. Yeah, and I like that. I just wish that they had brought on some of those people from the wire, like David Simon or, or any of the writers, mm-hmm. people that just have like a. a a history of writing like inner inner government local government politics or bureaucracy you know tied into yeah. street level ramifications or something like just just so it's a little bit less little bit less saturday morning cartoonish in in that way you know yeah right.
1: yeah that's yeah I, I those writers would be wasted on this series in my opinion but i would love for those writers to come aboard star wars something you know what i mean anything really
2: no, not not if we not if favreau grew you know like you just grow you yeah. expand you do you like think he's gonna go?
1: No, no, no. I mean, he's some of the. He's in his fifties. Dialogue right? is he fifty? Some of the dialogue he's in his season he's has been bad,
3: man. Oh yeah, like yeah. And this is the same thing with this one again and again. The Carson Trevor actor, He seems like an absolutely lovely guy, right? Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. general,
0: yeah.
1: He's not the strongest actor, like in no. this.
3: In this I episode, I like him though.
1: I like him though. You know what I mean? I like
3: him as a personality, but like, yeah, he's working with bad dialogue. He's not the strongest actor. He's having a lot yeah. more to do this season. Um, it's the he, same thing with the oh, I can't remember the other uh, Gideon Turncoat.
1: The uh, well, yeah, yeah, running. yeah. So, so that's where that was like the, the next bullet point was Carson versus G six eight. Mm. And G six eight, like, like it's a good moment, and he does his best with saying, like, when he says, like, you sound like an imperial, but the way it was written, he sounded like an imperial. That's what I kind of laughed about when I read. I was just like, man, it needed to have a little yeah. bit of – it needed to, to not be in perfect English or something. There needed to be something, way, like a little bit of the slang. The way I've seen or, this
2: done, mm-hmm. but the way I've seen those conversations handled, in an over-the-top way, by the way. Now I'm not saying, but like, it's still dramatic. Over-the-top, like arm wrestling? Well, I'm just saying, and I know people like to – if I say The Wire, people go like, everything's a hard drama, Rob. All right, but Deep yeah. Space Nine was comical and TV show cartoony. But when you put – uh Kira the, the Bajoran representative on Deep Space Nine nerd. next to the Cardassians who are acting like nerd. like nerd. they're reformed and they're like and you saw the tension that actress and whoever was with her were able to bring tension even when they were in makeup or in a weird goofy setting yeah you know and there's just not the tension that's being brought right there does that mm-hmm. make sense like yeah, yeah. and I, again might I, be in,
3: yeah no I think I think you're right and again I think it comes down to the writing the dialogue and the the delivery you know, I don't think it's just solely on Favreau in that moment, but
1: yeah, he's so right. That's not that's not what, but that also like like I think you guys are expressing what you guys wanted from that sequence, but I don't. Think no, that's I'm, what I'm they judging w- the sequence. No, no, I'm and I'm saying it. no, no, and I'm saying I don't think you hired Tim Meadows if that's what you wanted to do. No, I'm
3: complaining about like the writing, the dialogue yeah. that's written for those actors, and then the delivery from those two actors.
1: Right. I don't but, think that able you to- but, th- but it tells us something about their intention. and and, and I, so I think that like it, there's another component to this uh, that that makes the scene fail for you and or fell in general. And that's the fact that it they saw the scene at its very inception as lighthearted and sort of like, let's make it fun.
2: But that's not what it's the under under like pinnings of it are. The subtext is not fun. The subtext right. is nefarious. It's, it's... Look at the way she's she's bringing a lot of subtextual acting with her eyes and facial expressions. Mm-hmm. The subtext is this is a Gideon informant. You know, is looking to get back at another person that fibery fuck Gideon over. You know, like there's some there's more there. But then when they start talking, I like that she's hiding it. It's just that whatever. Look it, you can say things like. uh it, very, it just reminds me of when in Attack of the Clones, Ewan McGregor is trying to uncover a mystery that's not really much of a mystery for anyone who's just been paying attention for three seconds, right? But it's written as a mystery. So you're like, yeah, it's written as a mystery. And you go, bro, Rob, it's a mystery. I'm like, but these people are pretty, they're human, right? Like, <laughs> they could tell there's not much to this. But we needed a mystery and Lucas was going for it. Just not a very well-executed mystery on the page. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, when you're dealing with Tim Meadows, I don't know about Carson or or her, but I do know Tim Meadows is a, is a guy who can improv, right? I mean, he comes from that. Mm-hmm. So sure. these these people, like, if this is exactly how it's written on the script, perhaps that's your first take, and you you know you let the actors in play another. I don't know if Carson's that kind. I don't know his uh, his previous work. Well, he's the actor's yeah, he's
3: work. done a lot of comedy. Yeah, he, he, of was, he, he was he was improv. You might as well, have
1: seen right? him on the he was on wasn't he on the on that uh, like Walmart based show, Kim's Convenience
2: was that a, was Kim, 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 yeah? oh okay yeah okay Kim's, yeah 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 that, I, now i remember right so but like again like you just you just want the actors are good but it's it's, it's sometimes even harrison ford's like well you can write you know the stuff but saying it's a whole nother trick and it uh is that what that character would they speak that way now because he seems more like that character the carson character reminds me of like an NCO that in the when I was an army like you an NCO is an E5 a sergeant so like when you're below the rank of sergeant you just get attached to different NCOs for different like duties like uh we're gonna clean up this fucking bathroom today or you're gonna do this menial task and here's your CEO for the day mm-hmm. and he's just one of those CEOs that like he's been doing this a while he's pretty relaxed he wants the job done right you know what I mean but he's not like He's not rushing out to get shit done in the way that an Andor. Remember when they f- were first in trouble and they were speaking to their commander? And that guy's like, look, yeah. I know all this shit went wrong, but we got to, like, nip this in the bud because he knows the, the bigger deal. You know, yeah. he's he's been around us, but he's not. He's a big picture he's, he's, guy. Carson's a, Carson's a big picture guy. I just don't mm-hmm. think a big picture guy like him, he's still a boots on the ground, talks in a very stilted Coruscantian way, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he would just sort of say it the way Zeb was talking a little bit more. You know, uh, Yeah, like well, the the, but
1: but I think that might be the arc of the character. Is that it, it would have been nice if Meadows is that, is that he's there pulled rank on him. And Zeb is but already, if, but Zeb is already like knows the reality here,
2: and well, Carson's coming to the reality. He's he's not. But there if Carson yet. comes in, if Carson comes in with his everyday Joe talk, mm-hmm. and then he won't let it go, and Meadows then pulls rank on him yeah bureaucratic yeah. rank right in the yeah. army we call it s3 when you had to go get some you had to go to s3 to get like paperwork done mm-hmm. and every now and then they'd, they'd frustrate you you'd say something and you realize I am talking to someone three ranks above me you know just because they're at a desk with with w- window solitaire oh clearly open in the background by the way <laughs> <You know? laughs> six for six active Minesweeper you know yeah. things, but they pull ra- and then Carson can move into that stilted Coruscantian way of talking because he's he's using the formal New Republic way of talking. There's a way to do that, but I don't, I don't suspect Favreau has any idea how military people actually oh speak, yeah you know I don't either, and that's yeah. the missed opportunity for me. I think there's some great stuff mm-hmm. right there. You know, yeah, he uh, just on the script, you know, or in the actors, not beyond visual effects. Or anything.
3: I did it's like awesome.
2: the yeah. Go ahead, Besman.
3: I was maybe bringing up uh, the Peter Ramsey. He hasn't really done much live action, correct?
1: So I'm do you think familiar. like some? I'm not. I'm not actually familiar with with Peter Ramsey's work. Do you, are you? Are you? Do you have Spider Verse?
0: Right?
3: Spider
1: Verse, pretty much. Yeah. Like. Okay. So and there's a bunch of other animated stuff that
3: he's done, and so if we assume this might be one of his first live action attempts, maybe he's just not familiar with this, with his process. Mm-hmm. We know Fabron and Filoni took a bit of a step back this season. You know, Family was obviously promoted to executive producer because they were busy with other projects.
2: Yeah. So maybe, but he's not going to change may, the script. If, if Favor is, I don't think you've changed.
3: Yeah. I, I don't think he would have changed the script, but he, maybe he could have changed certain takes. I'm going with alternatives. Well,
2: I that, don't think he would have changed the script, like, but again, I, I don't think everyone has a not intimate knowledge of military stuff, and I don't expect them to, no. to an extent. But when you are dealing with inherent military things, it, it would help to be like, I mean, There's Joes everywhere you go, especially in LA. And there's a lot of ex military. You could easily say, Hey, how would these two cats talk if they were if they were, you know, like Corey Coleman is the guy one of the guys that runs double toasted. He's ex military. He would at least know. Well, I would talk normal and then that CO would fucking lock me up when I wouldn't let it go because he's got Mm. shit to do. You know what I mean, and that's just a little move where you don't change the script, but you can you can take something there, right? But uh, whatever, it's, I'm not. But but
1: on Carson, it. just... in the course of the conversation, does change his internal script. He does go okay, and then he does like like reassess about how to deal with their bureaucracy. So there, there were there were those moments. Right. I, I like the the uh, the actual writing. The idea behind the writing in the moment though isn't bad. Where you actually have G six eight and Carson Teva the exact they're both sort of the grunts on the ground on opposite factions meeting up in that that one place. G68 represents the evil fake left on Twitter who pretends like those are all the right things to say but they're just in it to troll and to hurt people. that's what she
2: is. she's a monster.
1: Um, but uh question I have for you guys. Carson she's a hot
2: monster she's
1: cute uh Carson (laughs) that's tricked me before friend uh Carson (laughs) meets Mando, and they call they call him Blue Boy are they calling him Blue Boy because of the Republic symbol is blue
2: I don't know like I I wish this were something that again this is one of those things that could have been dealt with throughout the series so far it kind of just comes out a little bit and you're like what what is that like yeah I guess because of the Republic symbol being, well, I thought the, Repu- the Republic symbol was, was red. I don't, I don't know. Blue helmets. Yeah. yeah, the blue yeah well, helmet the, yeah, right. that was, that was the, the
1: whole thing was um, Matt Risman was like, oh, he's saying that because uh, of his helmet, but his the, Imperial Imperial symbols, yellow with blue around it on his helmet. But when he meets the Mandos, he has no helmet on his persons. It's in the ship. Right. And, and he, he's wearing orange. His ship is orange and white. And it's all so like blue. That's why I
2: didn't get it. He should have been like, "Well, look at you, blue boy.
1: You're, oh, you are." I would have been like, "Oh, I'm the blue boy. Okay, you're the you're the fat fuck." That's what I would have said to him, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know. But uh, you. and then the Mandos would have been like, "I don't know why, but I respect him. He is one of us now." They would have given Carson a little Mando helmet. What do you want, Dave?
2: I just wanted to respond. When I was at Fort Bragg, I just liked the chili mac and the pound cake. Just so Jonesy
1: saying? asked. What does Dave think of spending a week or two at Fort Bragg military base for learning about them soldiers?
2: Oh, they have cute little green sheets, and we all shower together. It's the best. I'm pretty sure if you send me and
1: Favreau to basic training, we both die of heart attacks. So let's not do it. Japan only takes showers instead
2: of baths. It's the best.
1: So Jonesy, are you trying to kill everyone? You're trying to kill us all because that's what's going to happen. Other (laughs) than Rob, Rob would survive. Rob would be Rob would be fine. (laughs) He'd be like, oh, I enjoyed
2: basic training. I, I was a much better time than my life. Like at the time, <laughs> <laughs> and that is, I was happy to be there. Except for the Dell, so yeah,
1: Dell's correct. Kara also called him a blue too. So, and he said, and then Dell says blue helmets. Uh,
2: logistically though, I do wish that the, the little bar they were hanging out with was on Coruscant. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. think like going from planet to planet, blah, blah, blah. It's like, could have just been all there at Coruscant and could have been like all right I'm gonna head out but, here and deal with but Rob just... they wrote a pilot and that's where it took place no I, I'm, again I, I'm, I'm joking this, that's I probably have what I felt that's probably what happened. I have felt throughout this series this season and especially like in this episode in a second we're gonna get to that there are other Fabra has other plans and he's working backwards to get to him mm-hmm. so like that that again that hangout is part of that plan we find out the whole reason why mando had to have that dumb r5 droid that's like he had he had to take that droid whether he wanted to or not had to take it
1: just this is just a side note just just a total side note i I got i kind of got two theories they're not deep but the first is that i think we're gonna see coruscant get really fucked up when thrawn comes and that's why I think they're setting stuff on Coruscant when, the, when everything's on Chandrila. And that may also be a reason why that planet, why that base isn't on Coruscant, because otherwise it wouldn't exist and and then they're going to be up against
2: the base isn't important though it's just a bar no one so it's only important no, no. when we see that final series in there so that didn't need to be that base, no
1: that was that know? was introducing a location that we're going to be going back to in in yeah, these various shows so so Some that's series, that's why it's not
2: necessary to this episode it's no no something else if like,
1: you want to look at it just from that perspective you're right but in terms of the big picture it,
2: it, that or, that's why or, that,
1: that's what I think it is but I could be wrong you know. No, and yeah, Rob, he, you gotta
2: understand. Rob doesn't understand. You have to monetize it, and you have to build it into this production. So three movies later, it will uh, financially pay off. We have to offset the cost and the Phantom Menace for Jar Jar because he's going to be the key that ties everything together in the third one. He's very important. He, he...
3: That guy's is a cyber character. He's not real.
2: <laughs> I like. I miss that hair, by the way. I miss. All right. <laughs> I got to go eat some uh, Mongolian barbecue. All right. <laughs> All
1: right. So um, so, so Carson meets the Mando's, and we learn that it, um, in a, a moment, I think you're either going to love or hate. Uh, I think either is fair that R5 is the uh, snitch. How bad do you think they beat R5? Like, they fucked R5 up. Like, they jumped them like, like it was a gang. Like, they got the a Remember, circle office, office space. Like, office space. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <That's> 100%. <laughs> it feels good to be a gangster and Paz just like, cool
2: <laughs> No, his kid comes out there. Those, those three, Paz and, Man- and Mando start, right? But the kid comes, Paz's kid comes out, right? With, and he's got the hammer. I hold the hammer now, bitch, right? <laughs> okay. That
1: That leads into our next part, which is hammer time um yeah. what kind of family therapy bullshit was that hammer <laughs> when yeah, that. when when rob is holding the coffee cup he gets to speak jason <laughs> and you can't interrupt him
2: like that's why i never <laughs> shut up i'm always drinking <laughs> coffee like i won't shut up on the show yeah but, yeah, but they I mean, never did that before right we've all seen them and when they were in the sewers in navarro on season one all talking they didn't pass the hammer around like no i i'm gonna That's guess you new...
1: i'm gonna guess that it, this is like a, this is a little bit of a different this is a little bit of a different um scenario they weren't living in the, the they're not in the sewers they're I in just... the caves they're 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 not ninja turtles
2: they're osama bin Laden
1: okay I guess they have the hammer
2: i uh iron man you mean they're iron man i and they are iron so I just like that that's the same hammer she crushes people's skulls in with, so it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the hammer knows. that drinks the blood speaks the truth. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, I groaned internally when when Pass first started
1: talking, and he was doing mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, did we just forget everything from the from the last episode? But then they played the switcheroo, and he yelled <laughs> at me in my face. It was right a bait-and-switch, Jason. It was, bait it was and a switch. Bit, That was a true bait-and-switch, and I was like, whatever, Favreau, but okay, I'll take it.
2: You know, I, I, I did. I, I definitely knew you. I was going to go down that path. I definitely, you thought, definitely, but I, I totally, definitely, we did, we did, def- Rob, we did. You need to, you need to, to draw. You need to draw yourself a
1: Favreau because it's not the same. Hey, I don't know how to draw, draw a Favreau. Favreau. Uh, well,
2: it's you just, know, I got to draw Favreau and I got to draw a thumb check. I want thumb check. <laughs> to come on. He's, um, he's never going away. <laughs> yeah. yeah he needed me... a power glove, not a power hammer, Dale. Like he needed a
1: when they when the um when the uh, mandos show up to actually when they when they agree to help, they like they they show up, we have that little little music plays and then we um I like that uh mando literally tells them, well, we want that tract of land. and I thought that was actually like a good line because it explained that they that they were this- well, it was weird because they they were leaving the original planet because they couldn't be no one could know where they were. but now he wants the land and like everybody's gonna know where we are so they really could have just stayed and just said we're just when do you're that in the, here but. when
2: you're in the when you're on the whiteboard right and you have that line come up you could also say if you weren't planning on 700 of the shows you were just focused on the Mandalorian series you could say uh Mando starts the show and he's like hey since your kids are being eaten all the time by uh birds and regurgitated back up just like the Empire Strikes Back so it's totally logical it makes no, it makes no difference it's totally the same thing um I was offered recently a plot of land. I could put us all on. We could start a commune. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could go there and then they all go there. I, I call armor. Right? I call armor
1: and Bo as my wives. They could plow many <laughs> right. fields. If we take that, if we take those hammers
2: out of her hands and we give her a hoe, she if this were it. the Andor Lorian, he totally would have done it. and <laughs> he's a poon <punan>, hand, dude. <laughs> Even Bix says it. Like you fuck a lot, dude. <laughs> does. Andor does fuck a lot. <laughs> he he took his wealth and got a whole room just for fucking. Like, like that mm-hmm. he got insane. a girlfriend in like a week, and she moved in <laughs> because he wanted to.
1: He wanted he wanted that on tap. So anyways, I thought she
2: should have still been. There. My only complaint about the Andor series was that she should have still been there six months later living <laughs> off his money. Still
1: living like Right, like, yeah, you know she never bank. would have left. Where's the rest of my money?
2: <laughs> the money's gone, but all of his other shit's there, right? No, right? no he has like, like 350 left, you know? <laughs> right. I, I know, I know. So, so that, that, that could have solved a lot, but he had to get Carson involved. And Carson had to go and meet up to see the other chick with the Gideon thing. But, we can but, bring up what, the Gideon and the like, reason, that's...
1: The reason that we have that is because as we move forward into this Ahsoka series and beyond it, we're going to have the Mandos and the and the, the heroes of the Republic that aren't playing bullshit team up. That that's what I think. That's why I think we're going this way. Is that the, the sure. man when we start are living in the sewers like rats? They've now risen above it, they are now citizens and almost knights of that planet for now. And then they're going to go back. they are going to take Mandalore. And then they're going to save the galaxy. And so we're going to have a story
2: where they go from rats to kings, you know, I think. Except, look, if that happened over the course of a season or two, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But grief gives them. He gentrifies a whole beach. You know the so the frickers got to move. He's not. He's not. And he's not.
1: Then, no, he's not gentrifying <laughs> it.
2: There's only 30 people know. there, Rob. We've already talked Jeremy about Jeremy Bullock. This. Jeremy Bullock was gentrified out of the Boba Fett role. I gotta imagine Bullock Point or whatever mm. is down there is being gentrified. I just I feel so he likes to use the word gentry. I'm just letting you I mean, know, man. I mean like, I mean, <laughs> I, mean look,
1: I will I will concede that five years ago each of those frickers would have had their own place, but now they're living like three to a house. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well the price gouging landlords so but the thing is like how did how did the mandos how did that cult get on that planet if they don't have a ship oh, they shit. had to have a ship I mean where are they storing oh, all the no. fuel when they want to replenish their rocket packs they run out of fuel on They're Rob, the ones bringing maybe it up maybe they, were, so like,
1: <laughs> maybe they were all on a ship together and they crashed there and then they just you know but, I mean, I mean, Mando did have the um, what do you call it? So he was probably finding them and bringing them in the raz- Razor Crest. They were one at shitting.
2: a time, <laughs> uh, he, Paz, he was, Paz you know, had the, to sit in the droid cock or did pass it on if his you lap? M- like. Watch the first episode. I mean,
1: the, the Razor Crest is based off of the clone dropship, which could hold a battalion of clones. I have therefore, it, right now. it's right there, right there. Therefore, yeah, so therefore, a battalion of Mandos could could There's, fit in they, it. They, so
2: you think they, they took the bus to that secret planet that no one could get to?
1: Hey, don't knock like pub- public
2: transportation. It's, it's <laughs> I'm good not good I just refuse to believe the Mandalorian took it for two years. Like <laughs> Yeah,
1: know. No, 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 yeah, no. That that's that that was him misspeaking. He was fucking frazzled and, and tired and misspeaking, and people were hungry for stories. I mean, is that an excuse? I mean, yeah, but that's that that's what it, it's what happens though. And that's what happened. But um, so anyways, uh yeah, just we already talked about Gorian's uh I, I love I love the Ugnot. I'm I'm a, I'm a also, fan of him. Mm-hmm. Before we move I want, on I want from to Mando's,
3: like, living okay. in, um, living on Navarro now, doesn't this defeat the purpose of having Cobb Van Faire? Like, the theory of Cobb Van is going to become the Marshal?
1: No, because they're not going to stay. They're, they're, they are... At, oh, yeah, the they're going to move to Mandalore, but... Yeah,
2: and was and so, what I was trying to bring. I, I forgot, Jason, when I was saying in the course of, like, a season, but in this episode, grief gives them that tract of land and mm-hmm. then like two seconds later, she's like, and we're leaving. Like, like Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, think, I mean, there's <laughs> Do you think they'll
3: really bring Cobb Manson to be the marshal
1: during the season? Because by, this probably by, would have been the time to do it. No, because they haven't left yet. And they haven't they haven't got back to Mandalore yet. They haven't and and also Mando is surprised at the end of the episode. That homegirl's taking her helmet off and that they're doing what they're doing, he doesn't even know it yet. So, in terms of that kind of stuff, I, I think it's like the only person who knew what the plans were going to be at that moment, in terms of the story itself, was uh was the armor, then Bo Katan, and then the, the covert, yeah. But and, and, and but, so so, therefore, there's there has been no story time for him to show up and take the spot, but they haven't left yet either. So Bo has to go bring back the tribes to go and then go to go to Mando, Mandalore together, I think. I That's the way I'm reading it, so I'm not saying it looks really great for for Cobb to come back in. I think he's down, but not out.
3: Because my thinking is, like, obviously, Poe's going to have to, you know, reunite the clans. These guys will probably, you know, make their way to Mandalore within that space of time, but do you really think that uh, in one episode it's gonna kind of be quick? Be like, okay, we're well, off. Oh, so uh, we know a guy on Tatooine. We think he might want this job, so we'll just bring him in because the New Republic aren't helping you. Well, I'm just like you. Just I, I, see him look, quickly because yeah, I just feel like if you were going to introduce Cobb Vanth into this story, now might have been the time. Like, if they probably distress Robocop, dude.
1: Well, well, yeah. Robocop, well, that, that's was that's, what I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say, though, was like he was sort of the the, the post credits kind of thing. He may be kind of a post credits moment. We may have a moment where we see like the civilizations at the end of the season. I don't know if we are, but I mean, Mandalore's here, Katie Sackoff's on the throne, she's Mandalore. Bo has risen to the ring. All the mandos are there. We might see uh prosperity on Navarro. We might see the sheriff fucking arrive. Like there's there's things that can happen in the epilogue sense, but I don't know if they'll do it. I don't I have no idea. So that's you know, that's just me Maybe speculating.
2: Cob- I thought for saying Cobb might join the pirates and become corn on the cob. Like, yeah, you know, like, like the cornish cab. Kind of the plantalorian or plant Like yeah, go full full veggie. Might. So, uh, Jonesy asks, Andrew Jones is the production designer for Avatar Mando Season 1. Do you think using the volume limits the underrated production designers' opportunities to create stunning and believable worlds? I think this season proves that you can use the volume quite effectively. Um, You know, like, the the Coruscant stuff, and there's one shot in this episode that I think is a little volume-y, but that's nitpicking. So, uh, this season's quite great. The Kenobi stuff is uh when you do things quickly you it's a yeah time it's and post to make it all it's work, a tool
1: you know? a tool that can be used yeah. really
2: well or poorly you know at the end of the day because yeah. um, I mean look that when he arrives on Mandalore in episode one or two what was that? Mm-hmm. two when he arrives there and they had the wet the wet surface they wetted down the set they added in the, the the mist and the lighting that looked pretty I mean it's as good as anything else we've ever seen on a on a film so yeah yeah.
1: And then we have we have uh so we have the the attack on, on Gorian's um vessel, and then we have like uh we have Vane. It's like peace out, bitch. I gotta go to the other show. <laughs> and he flies away. <laughs> he makes it. He should and, be uh, flea. He so reminds me of flea. Like there's something yeah. fleaish about him. I don't know. There
2: is, yeah, there's a little
1: something fleaish about him. But he, he's above uh, us, he's uh, I was, below I was, us. I, I, I was like, I was like a part I, of me was happy that Gorian died because I'm like, you know, it's good enough. But then I was also kind of a little bit though? bummed. Yeah,
3: I would assume he's dead, but like somehow Palpatine was dead.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think he, I, I think he's dead. I mean that that if if they Goes go, oh, with the ship, right? he went in, he went in the yeah, he was the captain going down with the ship. The explosion was very final. It would be. It would be very insulting if we go. Oh, there was a from the other camera angle. You couldn't see he had an escape pod. If mm. that happens, it's going to be like, nah. But then again, I guess IG Eleven got blowed up and he's coming back too. So, yeah. so, so don't quote me on that. Uh, also, but I would say uh, for what they they sold us, he's dead.
3: You have ruined Vane for me, I like have. you specifically, because you well, sent me not... a picture of him and you told me he looks like Max Smith. Yeah, so, he does. He's Every time of, I
2: look at him, that's what I see. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, does he like fish fingers and custard? I mean, there's a a bunch of
1: all all those girls flicking their bing or and guys over Doctor Who, uh, Matt Smith. They should be doing it to Vane because that's that's your boy.
2: That's doesn't your boy. have the Matt Smith hair.
1: Oh, you don't know. You don't that's know. You he know, might he know, might shave horns. it. He might come up in Skeleton Crew with that hair. But um, yeah. But anyways, but we and then we you know what,
2: Skeleton Crew cut. Sorry. when when the
1: uh, vessel goes down then we see the, the the frickers cheering and then like and like, like i said like the last shot the jaw was have the fucking guns on the uh on the pirates who they captured the pirates running out the way that was shot and getting like meeting grief Cargus people i thought could have used a little bit more personality because they were just like oh, oh, oh we're mad i thought one of them should have been like maybe like hey come on you know a little uh, there should have been a little bit of like differences in the pirate because they were they were partying pretty hard. That that felt a that felt very very Clone Wars cartoony um, the way that it that was that was handled. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know if that matters. You know, the- as
2: as the Gordian ship crashes into the central city and blows up all their homes. Yeah,
1: I, I know that that was that was that's what I saw. I was like, okay, when the ship goes down, it goes down over in the behind the city. I was like, okay, cool uh but I was like what are you guys doing you're trying to blow up the but city." but that's too? the only reason for
2: the only plausible reason for that dude to be willing to kill himself would be to blow the whole city up so yeah. the fact that he doesn't even I don't know like it's just you create a villain to kind of like check him out the door it's if you're going to well, do that then Rob, at least give them he's, he's felt he's felt throughout throughout <laughs> these episodes
1: and, he, and he's and he's a part of of what do they call them they call it the pirate nation did they say yeah. that that's the I think raiders they said that that's yeah, the raiders, raider nation, <laughs> Pirate nation you're right you know you're not wrong you're not wrong that is yeah. definitely yeah. like
2: can they all so. be skeletons like,
3: in <laughs> there's that one shot of just a, like a, a mando just surfing on one of those uh on those ships as it's just going down just a random shot like you didn't see him take it out He just just surfing and yeah. head back to all the other events um yeah, no, I thought that was funny, but yeah. <laughs> I, I personally like not super thrilled with this episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I think there's like the action is fine, you know. Um, I just, I don't know. No, like Rob hasn't been particularly happy with the season so far, right? Like, you
2: you don't dislike it, but are you're you not trying. Are you trying to get our audience to? just
3: listen they can come me for me day. they can come they can come for me because I'm going yeah. be to be Jason said it. John Favreau's
2: writing is hold on Jason said John Favreau's writing is dumb and the comment I got there was I'm the one being obnoxious uh, and, clarification uh, <laughs>
1: Favreau's writing is my favorite unlike these
2: guys go ahead look if yeah, I had to rate just... it I put the writing on the season at like a C you know like mm-hmm. it has some A moments but there's just a lot when you when you line it up you're like This wouldn't make a lot of sense in a comic book, let alone a live-action TV show. You know, you're just going with it. Like, that's the problem I have. And I'm not knocking comics, man. I I work on comics. I love comics. But we all know. Self-hating comics writer here. When when you're reading a a comic book that is trying to lead you to episode 25 or the big crossover, and you're not actually part of the current Mm -hmm. logistical story, you're like, would these characters be doing this, or are we doing this to get somewhere? It is no different than when. MCU fans complain that Marvel's doing that in, in Thor 2 to get to something else or uh, Age of Ultron to get to something else or or yeah. insert the last movie to get to something else. You know,
1: it, it, it can be it can be like sort of um, armor against critiques and then a, an excuse to just continue to consume and consume and, and take the next, take the next, take, take the next, take, keep taking it, keep taking it. Doesn't matter. But but at, at the. Um, all right, Dave. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, like like uh, I, I do in this instance, though, w- we know that they're literally building towards this this thing that everybody really, truly wants in the Star Wars fandom, which is Thrawn to come in to be formidable and for it to be a galactic-spanning wide event. And Hold with on. that right there, I, I'm like, I think
2: it's worth it. But, but then this is where I have to agree with Jason from a year ago. Fans want that, but do they want Thrawn written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni? Mm-hmm. That's the question. You, We want the Timothy Zahn, Heir to the Empire, Sherlock Holmesian, smart Thrawn. I don't want the guy who wrote Gordian, not, you know. Gordian, <laughs> like Gordian <Saladon>. Shard? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm not, I don't think that's the dude to pull this one off. That's what well, how- I'm saying. Uh, Right
1: now, I, I obviously haven't seen it, right? I haven't I haven't seen Ahsoka, but the 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 things that I've I've reported on have been Thrawn is going to have these like two Jedi, he's gonna have this destro looking motherfucker, he's gonna have like uh, on death like their their arm I, I think rather than make him I think the performer who is totally what's his name, uh, even though he's denying Charles. it, Lars Mickelson. Um, they're going, they're, they're arming him with everything that he needs to be badass and to have all of the like tools for it. And if that guy can carry the character, I think that's the direction that it's going. I'm not saying that's how it's going. I don't know. I haven't read it. You know, I haven't read the fucking script. And so I don't know, but that's what it sounds like to me. So I, it sounds like, like it's going in a good place. I'm, I'm optimistic. It doesn't mean, but but that's always been what 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 Rob just said. That's always how I felt, too. Is Thrawn's a character where when you're writing a book and you're hearing his internal monologue and stuff like that, you're like, he's really cunning. But can you show that? Did Star Wars Rebels really deliver that? And uh, I'm, my actual answer is he was okay in Rebels, but it did not deliver as being like somebody who is wow, if that guy ever gets cut loose, every the galaxy's going to have hell to pay. It was just more like yeah, this guy thinks he knows stuff because he read a cultural anthropology book about an artifact. I thought it was kind of like whatever. So yeah, when, but, when I... Yeah, go ahead, Bespin.
2: When I think about a character um, who's showing intelligence smarter yeah. than the people around him, and it's not a complicated way to do it, I just think about the Imperial guy that was helping Andor and them on Andor, right? That was running the base. He's playing his role, but he's he's also helping the 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 rebellion right like he's getting people in he's letting them lead him to ask him to have the time off versus him making everyone have the time off right like he's he knows how to play the game and Thrawn's a character who should know how to play the game now I haven't watched any of the rebel stuff out of sheer will sheer I don't want I'm not watching this this is anything for me I watched an episode Mm -hmm. I'm out but so I have to take your word that it's 50 50 on that one when I hear Is going to basically just have a bunch of uh heavies with him to back him up i'm like well that didn't that didn't work out with george sabath why would you go that route with the dude you know i mean he does a guy who does like to collect like the dreadnoughts he does like to correct weaponry to rebuild the empire so i from there all that tracks (laughs) you know for me it's just if it comes across like that room where you're like, but the Republican, you sound like an Imperial. If, if it's that, that's not going to sound well, like Thrawn. No, no, it,
1: it's going to be like Thrawn has these, like, two he was working with these two Jedi in secret. What the fuck? J- Thrawn was working with this. Like, it's going to have, like, all of these, like, little secrets that are that are coming, that are being, like, I think this little web that's coming together and that may play as part of, like, his intelligent larger plan. And, it, and in terms of, of this Dave Filoni, John Favreau, you know who also pulls off that stuff, vibe, it, it may work. Thrawn
2: vibe is mm-hmm. Carlo in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. And Better Call Saul, he plays a Thrawn like perfectly. Yeah. That's how Thrawn is. Why they cast That's why they cast but him. He's and not Thrawn. Like, like they, they, <laughs> and they, they don't give, know to, And look yeah. how they've written. They've written Gideon very one note. But but let's know? not.
1: But let's not. Let's not go balls out on Gideon at the moment because we are the character's like actually gonna come into his his place, I think, in the season, well, right?
2: And that leads us into the final scene of the episode and well, I can give you go ahead. Sorry.
3: I said, before we like we go off the tangent and carry on, my point was wasn't about the future. Like I'm not worried about mm-hmm. throwing, I'm not worried about soak. I'm gonna judge it when I see it. Sure. I'm judging this season. I haven't been particularly impressed this season with the writing, the performances. Mm-hmm. I think the dialogue especially is not great this season. Um I agree with Bespin. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, yeah. you because so many of the Mandalorians well, obviously they're all in helmets, right? But you can tell they're not speaking in the same room as each other anymore. When Pedro yeah. Pascal is doing a line with, with Katie Sackhoff, it doesn't feel as if they're having a conversation.
1: It's a little soundboardy. Home. It's a little soundboardy. It's
3: soundboardy. And it's it doesn't feel natural, it doesn't feel right. I also feel as if with the season, like season two built up uh the Mandalorian culture for them. The, you know, he had his strict little cult, right? And th- that he thought that was the way. He met Bo and the Night Owls and, you know, uh, Boba Fett and even the Covants are a Mandalorian, but he was darn in the armor. And, you know, he was inspirational to Din. To and this, the conversations he had with Bill Burr as well, it was all leading to a point of hey, this cult isn't just the way what it means to be a Mandalorian. This season is just forcing us into, like, oh yeah, cults are great. You know, it should be part of the cult. You know? Um But but is no, it though? But, it, but no, I, I guess know, the,
1: at
2: the end cults and non cultists can work together to create to create but, a bigger compound, Jason, where well, the non and the cultists can can <laughs> But that no no, no that
1: that's but, that's the question I have though. Is is she is she trying to just get everybody into the cult or is she trying to actually like open no. open it up and merge it and move forward? So
3: my point was is that yeah, I yeah. feel as if they probably due to Pedro's schedule, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they probably rewrote their angle in the season early on. And it's because of that reason, a lot of this feels a bit janky. Like I said, in the terms of the performances, like the voice office, they don't feel like they're in the same room. You know, uh, it's just bits and pieces like that. The dialogue isn't great. You've got some voice actors who aren't also doing a good job, I, I feel. You know, um, I just think it, the season feels weird to me. I think like it's mission something special this time around mm-hmm. i'm not saying mandalorian is perfect i say this all the time on my podcast is ridiculous mm-hmm. i call the man i, I call the mandalorian the mcdonald's fry right because we all like go to mcdonald's and this everybody can have the fry it's fine you know you're getting you know um if you're a big mac you can have a big mac that's and all that's you know probably like the good thing obi-wan is a chicken nugget yeah. Right, <laughs>
1: but uh, <laughs> but like McDonald's, sometimes they don't give it, you what
2: you actually ordered. No, right.
3: So I think this, this Kenobi's the, is... the
2: hold on, Kenobi's the Sunday machine. It just didn't work. Right, like <laughs> it's busted down. Yeah. Shut up. So,
0: so, <laughs>
3: so for for me, I, something's missing with the season. I don't know if it's the direction they took with the writing, where they have to have all these people in helmets conversing, per if it's I don't know, just force and plot elements in this. Now I don't know, there's something mm-hmm. just isn't right. I know as well. Obviously, they've, Kathy said it right? They absorb some of Rangers into this show, and also some of the others, which yeah. is also probably impacting the flow of the season. Um, I,
1: I I think so. I I think that that this is everything was micro, and this is very macro. Everything is like like everything is like bigger pieces moving. As opposed to just, like, a guy and his son getting soup and fighting bad guys. Like, and and, and I, I think that, like, that might have, they couldn't successfully navigate the personal story while telling a larger story at the same time. And, like, that's where I think
2: there's a tone shift. Of- Mm-hmm. Outside of Star Wars, has Favreau ever done larger story? Well, he, he he his best things are characters in a room talking. It's Swingers, Zathura They're in a house. They're you know they might be out in space, but it's a very small one room set. Chef, you know, with the the you know first Iron Man's very small. Second Iron Man, when it gets big, doesn't work. Doesn't have a script. So big. that's fair. Yeah, that and terrible. And his also, and the adventure script he was working on with with Zach Penn was not good at all. I'm mean, I read that it that was that was not good
3: yeah also I meant was trying to set up the you know the other Avengers and a larger narrative um and again that didn't work and those were all the thing.
2: complaints at the time and that's been a consistent complaint anytime the MCU veers off into this thing is going to set up that other thing you're like but then why did we see this movie just make the other thing mm-hmm. like just make the other thing and put it at the front of the other thing even if it's clunky at least it's in that thing I get seeding things. There, there are good ways to do that, and there are like, all right, you know, like this is one big maneuver over here. I don't know, man. I don't know that that that's your preference, but I have seen the larger audience over the years complain about their respective franchises when they lean in on that. And I do think, um, although Game of Thrones, the House of Dragons, I don't enjoy it as much as the first one. I do think for a, that could be a self-contained series, and it works. You don't need anything else. And it it accomplished its goal, told its story, did it pretty well, did it over a long period of time. You know, like, it's believable for the most part. Matt Smith isn't – you know what I mean? I believe he wanted to mess with his cousin. I believe that, you know. (laughs) But I believed his stupid long hair, you know. Like, so Mm -hmm. there are ways to do it. Um, I just don't know if this is Favreau's wheelhouse. Like, his best stuff is, like, the smaller bits when – like that droid bit you know where the droid drops the credits and shit, like that's hilarious you know like just little shit like that or the smaller less uh, uh paley Moto bits right where when she's <laughs> when she's being low-key right yeah. it works pretty good but when it's like i gotta have her read this exposition there's a lot of exposition in this season that wasn't in the previous and a lot of times it feels like it's 80 yard over so we're absolutely clear everyone knows why they're like sometimes it is for sure yeah it feels like when Paz goes uh the armor wants to talk to you like she she could have just they, they could have just cut <laughs> after that bit they could have wiped and she could have just been walking down the stairs and we know that's the next scene mm-hmm. we don't need that So armor wants to talk to you we know it's going to be the armor when we see the armor like it's just stuff like that you're like this it reminds me of the worst parts of um Buffy when they would whenever they cut away from Sarah Michelle Geller and you could hear her ADRing some this is the thing we need to get to the something I'm like yeah we could see it you know mm-hmm. but they had to add it in there because some cat was like they won't know their audience is stupid like audiences are not stupid you know I don't I don't know
1: agree to disagree on that uh, I'm kidding Dell <laughs> says I think today's you episode
2: was on <laughs> point for the most part
1: as far as the Mandalorian's go uh, I st- I'm still wondering what Bo walking both sides is, but that's where patients pays off. We'll get exposition. I think it's the Thanks. fact that she's lived that she li- she's been lived with the other people that aren't in the cold. And then she's now she's living with the cult, So she knows everybody. She's she is the one. But what I think is going to happen is I think Bo is going to go find her, her her homies and Moff Gideon going to be there with them. And that's going to be weird. Because at the end, we have evidence. So I brought guessing, my Nazi friend to the party. Yeah. I almost wouldn't be surprised if if the story is that it Gory and Shard and the pirates and that sect of Mandos teamed up to do that job to 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 get him out. I kind of think that we might be going in that direction. Carson thinks that the pirates and all that is related. He has like this. You know, that's Whoa. what is his Scooby sense or whatever. His Spidey, Spidey sense, I should say, is telling him. And so I think that that's what that's where we're going to we're going to go. And um, and then he's obviously in either embrace the Mandalorians and become one of them or was always one of them. And they they are simply like reclaiming their 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 past. But it makes like an interesting kind of thing because half or a portion of the Mandos went imperial. And so now they're going to have to really cleanse that out and I think that might explain how we how the, these like early Praetorians are probably going to play in because they're probably a part of that weird Imperial Mando sect right
2: right but I do think it is ridiculous that we're supposed to believe that Imperials are somehow tied into the Gordian Shard nonsense to the point no, where when Favro, no. hold on but when, let me finish it they would when hire Favreau, them when, as
1: mercenaries
2: right but I don't believe Favreau's writing things sometimes in this where okay you know like when Paz goes you know, why would we do any of this? Like that's Favreau writing. You're right. Why would they do any of this? And then he answers it in the script because we're Mandalorians. And he's like, oh, that's right. He, so okay. when he says, when Mando goes, you really think all this stuff, how does that make any sense? And then Carson goes, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't like, like, you're what, like, yeah, it kind of doesn't, but we, we, it needs to, to make any of this make sense so we're gonna go with it but he is putting it in there it kind of doesn't but. but that's
1: that's that's my actual critique of of that of that moment is that what you have is is if that's what it's doing you've set up that you only have mandalorians and are th- these this group of i don't know how many do we want to say there are 10 i have no idea how many are with are the guys who go to save uh moff gideon but let's, just let's just say there's between 10 and 30 okay they need to hire pirates to do the job. They're like, you know what? We're going to hire those guys to, to die, which is what Mando's have, have done to other people too. Like Mando has been hired to be the one to get shot before. And so they hire these pirates to go in to like take out all of the other stuff. But where's the other stuff? There's only the one shuttle. So you're telling me that you went to get Moff Gideon, but you just took one shuttle with a couple of cops. You didn't have an and an, you know any X-Wings escorting him. Anything and like no that. one ever mentions so, it.
2: it. Isn't on the news? No, there's well, well, a well, big secret. It was classified.
1: It was classified, and that that's where we we get that the Republic is hiding their failures. The the Republic yes. is trying to appear strong when they are in fact weak.
2: And this and is so, where it reminds me I mean, of the mystery at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. That isn't really a mystery. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 not a well written mystery at all. You know, it's a mystery I, to the characters, but not to the audience. Who just like, yeah, no shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And you're like not compelling no shit. You can show mm-hmm. me some shit we're expecting. Like we all know when uh Roy Schreider's chum in the side of a boat, a shark's gonna come up and get him. Like you know, like there's no reason to hang on him, but you do it in a way where like, oh shit, the shark. Like, and then you show him go, What the fuck? What the fuck was this? You know, like yeah, like no sh- but you can do it in a way where it's not obvious it's still <laughs> satisfying or fun or enjoyable. It's it's just like, oh yeah. I do want to mention though, the alien reference I was talking about was when the uh the little R2 i which I thought was a good idea that it could be used as a probe thing, clever. Mm-hmm. Um it's right, it goes into sensor. like the Titanic, like like Snoop Dogg in the Titanic, right? Goes down into the Titanic and films around James Cameron reference. I'm gonna give you another one in a second, because when it lights up that laser, that's the same laser Cameron used in Aliens two, that's scanning oh, okay. uh, Ripley's ship. And Cameron is in that scene. That's Cameron in the Aliens Two scene, uh, uh, doing, but it's the same laser that goes out and scans with the smoke in it. They did the exact same bit. so Okay. And okay. it's blue, which is totally a Cameron reference. Blue. Yeah. Blue World Order. So,
1: but, so then I, I think it makes me, as a fan, have to think one step harder, which I shouldn't have to do. I mean, the narrative should sort of just flow, and I shouldn't have to think. But it makes me think it was an inside job, and probably based on G6-8 uh or stuff like that they probably like made it where it turned out that it seemed like it was not and it, it, they got him everything's cool we got him now so i'm thinking that yet we're going to have to start to see that yet that there are people in the i i think that that we're building towards the republic is compromised as well and then like i said we're going to have thrawn show up and then then they're going to have to go fight a war when they're compromised so it's going like, to all of this is going to make it where it makes sense why the first order just comes up because they never get their shit. And out. in the
2: 37 people <coughs> of Coruscant, right? Cuz that's all they can afford, will go and retake Hosnian Prime as the new capital, right? No, and so, it so, all makes sense. But. No, no, no. <laughs> Hosnian Hosnian Prime yes. is is already
1: the, the the capital at this point in the story. But it doesn't you lie. But, but Coruscant is is still like the core world and it's still where the biz- business is is going down. It's still where a lot of stuff is being operated out of so it's not like you know just that's that's what i think they're doing with the story i'm pretty sure that 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 the book set up that hosnian prime is where it's going down right now um it's where like do you think when when
2: when gideon appears in the next episode he's going to be eating the glow pop yes do you think you'll he like he got addicted to him while he was on Coruscant? <laughs> you i love these glow pops and they call them glow Pop man right? he's like,
1: all, like... can somebody get me those blue cookies um, Papa, Robert Clo says, Papa. <laughs> so did Gideon more than likely always have, <coughs> excuse me, it's like the Mando's loyal to him since he wanted the build the uh, dark saber,
2: which is probably who sprung him. I would think so. I but mean, shouldn't they be following uh... Mando now? Like when they have... remember, cause Bo-Katan's mm-hmm. little cult left her the minute she didn't have the dark saber. So why would they yeah. be loyal to him when he lost it?
1: But when she had it, they also when she got it, she was given the saber. Sabine just gave it to her, and they didn't take her seriously either. So they're they're clearly just very selective and evil and stupid. And um, the, the, these are the the imperial guys, the the Gar Saxon's and those types. So I, I kind of uh, wouldn't be surprised if they just they are people that are just having more fascist view of reality. And that happens to be more aligned with Gideon. So they I think they probably want Gideon to be, but once again, that's me writing by assumption. So I we'll have to see. We'll have to see like how, how they how they move forward. But when we did we do know that there's those fucking praetorians, those like Mando, half Mando, half Praetorian guards coming. And uh that says something about where that sect of Mando is moving towards, I think, probably, right? That would that would mean they're they're becoming uh, a, not, not only a part of the First Order in a, in essence, but they're also like they're just moving in that direction towards that that 30 years after Return of the Jedi kind of evil sort of regime. So I I'm going to assume that's what's going to happen. But once again, we don't really know. I don't know. I don't want to get fucking somebody on uh, Reddit saying I said this, you know, that's what happens because I don't know. But. You oh, said yeah.
2: these pirates were the pirates and skeleton crew, Jason. You lie. You're a shill. You get paid to lie.
1: No, it, well, <laughs> Bestman Bestman wrote wrote an article about it, and he said like I don't know if Gorian shards the one of like like the pirate who ends up there, and then or if it's uh, what's his name Vane. there's also that. things
3: I couldn't say, which Jason knows I couldn't say, yeah. like yeah. regarding that. Which <laughs> with this episode as well, makes things clearer for us.
1: Well, and one other thing that I think we should also put into maybe into context is that if there is always a chance that we could see, for instance, like. Because like Ahsoka is going to take place sometime before Mando around Mando two and sometimes Mm. around Mando three, there's always a chance that 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 skeleton crew, they're lost in space, that they're out there for like two years or something. There could be a moment in time when when. The pirate king Gorian Shard is is the nemesis for an episode, and then they escape him, and then they move on. And it was before that, like like we don't really. There's a lot of things to contextualize as we move forward that we just don't know uh, how it's going to be. It's going to confuse the shit out of the audience, though. I'll tell you that much. If that's what they're doing, uh, and then and then uh, Dell mentions Axe Wove and Costka Reeves, and it's like, do do you think Axe Wove and Costca Reeves would be the ones working working with? Gideon? Because I think they're just no. doing their own pirate thing. I think they're just like the uh, another faction of Mandos. Yeah, I don't...
3: she calls them mercenaries, right? So they're probably Merc- just uh, they're doing jobs like that. Uh, in the footage, I had of bow and axe. They were fighting their, their helmets on. Maybe yeah. they're fighting, she fights them into submission to be like, you're loyal to me.
1: Follow me. Unless they're the mercenaries who were hired uh, for the job to rescue Moff Gideon. But she, <laughs> but she, they, they, they seem on board and hated Gideon. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I don't think they would they would purposely work for him. I don't think so. No. Unless unless it was an inside job. Once again, trust nobody. Best been trust nobody. I
2: don't trust so, you. <clears throat> don't. I don't trust Rob. Uh, oh, <laughs> mistake. He's a little too quick with that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, All
1: the talking sis says is Gideon, a fallen mando. Could Lloyd be Hark? Yeah, who is Christopher Lloyd? That's that's a good question uh fucking beats me at this point uh and and it is gideon a fallen mando and i i think that there's actually like a lot more going for gideon being a fallen mando than not but what i found weird about the the mystery is when carson finds out that like there's that mando residue that beskar residue on the ship he's like mandalorian you know the the guy on the other line reed i think is his name says Hmm. Says uh so Mando's sprung Gideon or something like that, something to that effect. And it's like the bigger mystery here should be that I think it would be known that Gideon's the one who fucked over Mandalore, though that he's like like that he was a part of the eradication of those people. So that right there just becomes insanely confusing. And and it might be a hard sell for that reason to the new republic by Carson. But I mean, like that doesn't make any sense. He they they would hate him, they would. So, so the assumption would—I think the logical assumption w- that I would make then would be the Mandos stole Gideon to murder him, him themselves. So he's dead.
2: So leave it alone. You're giving Fabro too much credit for that kind of move. They're not going to play it that way. I but don't it makes see sense, any evidence, though, right, though. But it makes sense, though. Sure, I mean, that would be a fun thing to do, but I don't know where it goes in the story. It, it would just lead to like. Then I gotta go ask him. Did you take him off? Because I want him back. Like that. That's not what they're gonna do. It, no, he's yeah, that the kind of writer. So, but but also, is he now hiding behind the Mando helmet?
1: Because if he's living, obviously, I think he's living in the cult, in the not in a cult, but in the other side. who could take the helmet off. Has this whole time? But, well, no, if he, but he's able if he's able to put the helmet on. <sighs> people might it's think passed. it's might not know. You know, it might be a Batman. Oh God, he has the helmet on. I don't know who he is. You know, kind of thing. Have we ever seen Paz? And no. Gideon in the same room, and, and so you're saying he gained a bunch of weight while he was in the Imperial prison, or the, no? It's a the suit. You could, could act like it's weight. Oh, you know, like he he did a Brendan Fraser. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Huh. And then he's when Grogu sees him pop, he's a damn good Groger, actor, Rob.
2: You're onto something. When Grogu sees Gideon pop out of Paz, he goes, "I could pop out of IG Eleven, right?" Like he learns.
1: Dell says, and then we have a
2: montage, and he builds a new IG11. There you
1: go. Dell says, I think he's a lot like Maul. He invaded Mandalore, cheated to get the saber, and Bo had to yield to him. Yeah, I mean, but 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 also when Maul did have it, um, Bo Katan also we have we have a precedence of people going, I don't care that you have the saber because when he had it, Bo Bo Katan didn't care that he was supposed to be Mandalore. So like in terms of like what's supposed to be the rules, these mandos they kind of do their own thing. 're they're, they're supposed to do one thing and then they, they don't you know like down to telling her to take off her helmet but I think I don't think it yeah, means no, I don't, I don't think it means <laughs> the, the, the I don't think it means the same thing as it did before though because they know they could just fly back to Mandalore get back in the water take a, take a fucking you know radioactive bath see you know? this is why I
3: couldn't be trusted as a Mandalorian because if I knew I had access to the living waters I'd just be yeah. doing stupid shit all the time you know yeah. and then just go and take mm-hmm. a bath and be like hey, I'm back in the cold. Hey, I can take my now helmet you know off. Who wants, like blow be... jobs?
2: Who wants blowjobs? Who wants blowjobs? Yeah, you know. Hey, so. even Dahmer found Jesus, mm. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, we did a good show, folks. I don't want to say any more. I, I got enough complaints coming my way for today. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's we, end we, it here. Right?
1: We, we did it. I think we did it all. You, you have anything else to, to say before we go, Mr. Bespin? Anything else like... to add? All right. That's fair. That's fair. I think we said it all. We did it. We did an hour 40 on this on this episode. Yeah, all, all in all I, I liked it. Is it getting a little bit is it a little bit car- cartoony to some extent? I think so. And uh, I'm curious to to see how the how the season washes out. I think Bespin, you said you were feeling a little bit like it um like it was the maybe the weakest season for you so far.
3: This yeah, so far this is the weakest season for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's various reasons um but yeah, it's also a bit of its magic for me. Um th- maybe that can change and maybe the next few episodes are, are fantastic and you know you don't expect Favreau's writing to necessarily change um no. at this point but no um like i said I, i'm not disliking the season i'm mm-hmm. enjoying yeah. it just n- not to the extent of the past seasons i'm not even enjoying it as much as i liked obi-wan
0: mm-hmm.
3: right yeah like um but no that's the thing and again i've seen all this stupid crap as well online today i, I suppose you both have seen it as well in the, the bait and switch thing becoming a thing again, like yeah. way more aggressively today than what it has been. Um, I just don't understand how people have have not seen this story going this way with Bo Katan. That she should be the one to rule Mandalore, she should be Mandalore. Like, they've done a pretty good job of showcasing that throughout the season that
1: it should be Bo. My my I favorite don't. thing are the fucking grifters who read my site, still my stories, and then are going to act like this is a surprise to them this week because it's convenient for the super chats. Watch like that.
2: I, I'm, I'm, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
3: You should be. I, was, I saw Andrew talking about early in the chat, and I was like, "Yeah, like he must be seeing," because I, I I don't pay attention to like like the the Star
1: Wars Twitter stuff.
3: You know this, like I don't.
1: You're I don't a smart care. man. You're
3: you're wise like,
1: beyond your years. You know,
3: and um, but if I'm coming across it now, like today, it's it's got to be a bit bigger than what it has been. Like, I know people probably try to start of the season, but today mm-hmm. it feels like a lot, you know. Yeah. And it's so tired. Just don't care.
2: No, best uh, just don't I, care. You're not supposed to care. That's the trick to Star yeah. Wars. Don't care. That's how. Yeah. That's how most people get by. You just, you just no. Don't care. It's
1: it's 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 important to 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 know yourself and to know what eccentricities you roll with and which ones you don't and wh- where that line is for you I, at, at the end of the at the end of the day it doesn't mean like because yeah I, I disagree with the don't be critical but I also disagree with being hyperbolic. You know what I mean? It's Mm. and that's that's the magical balance (laughs) that fans cut to Jason yelling
2: about Willow.
1: Metallica! (laughs) Oh, that that is not hyperbolic.
2: (laughs) When you you lose James Horner for
1: James Hetfield, (laughs) that is not hyperbole, friend. That is a travesty.
2: Well, Hetfield was smart enough not to take Percocets and fly in a plane. Sad to say, you know. Sad to say, breaks my heart.
1: You know what? Fucking rock and roll Horner. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he All actually
2: right. was more rock and roll than that's fucking,
1: that's way more rock and roll than Metallica by far, man. Mm-hmm. And and, and I would say the I Lord give this like, you ain't gonna live. I ain't gonna live long enough for you to see me buying Gucci, bitch.
0: What?
2: I uh I give this season's visual effects an A plus, mm-hmm. the acting and the music a B plus, and the story a C minus. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay. the editing is uh, I guess. Editing per episode is fine, right? But as a whole, this whole series could have been re-edited in a way to give you a consistent A-plot, B-plot, even C-plot versus cramming all right. them all in one episode. So all right, that's okay. just my opinion, Jason.
1: Before we go, because I got to get myself in trouble once every every day, um, did, did anybody notice... The really cool shot of bo's boobs when she's giving the uh the uh, plan and she like kind of like moves them a little bit like does like a little thing (laughs) on when she's like giving the plan to the other mandos i was like all right you do it you do it bo but i I appreciated it hey tiktokers do it all the time what they're allowed to because they're they're all horny star shipping
2: star Star shipping shipping. she walks both worlds because she she's gonna take the armor and mando as her her wife like she's gonna oh she gets a free kid out of it, too.
1: Free <laughs> kid. All right, everybody. <laughs> thank, th- they, thanks for hanging out with this best friend, especially on such short notice. And uh, thank you, Rob, as always, always for, for being a ghost. And uh, thank you to all the people who are a channel member and participated in the chat today. And for the podcast subscribers and for liking the videos and all that kind of jazz. We'll be back tomorrow at our normal time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Talking about whatever the day's news is. And there will be some day's news, whether it comes from Bespin, myself, or somebody else. But I promise there'll be something tomorrow. If I have to make it, I will. Okay. Everybody be cool. Stay in school. And just always remember that guy's a cyber character,
2: he's not real. (laughs) Bro, broke.